U.S. government officials continue to assess one of the biggest and most devastating security cyber attacks against a federal government agency, the breach of computers at the Office of Personnel Management revealed in 2015. The hacker stole some 21.5 million records, many of them containing personal information of employees and contractors holding security clearances. That breach eventually cost the OPM director and chief information officer their jobs. Tony Scott is the U.S. government's chief information officer and delivered a keynote address this week at a symposium on trustworthiness sponsored by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. In his remarks, Scott says no one at OPM was asleep at the wheel when the breach occurred. In fact, he points out the OPM IT team discovered the breach when modernizing the agency's information systems. But he says it was the long delay in modernizing the systems, a process that occurs in and out of government, that contributed to the breach. It's a culture of what I would call set it and forget it. Go put something in and then assume that your work is done. Much of the automation that's taken place in business and industry and government took place a long time ago in its initial instantiations. We used information technology to automate manual processes, but the underlying processes themselves remained almost the same. And that was kind of generation one. We figured we could add numbers together faster, we could perform complex calculations more quickly. And in many places in both the federal government and in our private sector, we're still relying on that same fundamental Gen 1 notion. Just automate what you have today. Scott says digitizing these processes reimagines the work that needs to be done. And digitizing these processes blows up the jurisdiction of boundaries and control and often puts the end user in charge of the ultimate outcome. It seeds control over what happens to a much more distributed army of actors and players than was the case with that first phase of automation. And it's the very act of doing that that causes a lot of the issues and challenges that we face today. So let me go back to OPM. What you had was a set of systems that when they were first put in weren't connected to a network. Nobody imagined a web front end to any of these things. The control of the systems was by the MIS department. The DBA... That's the database administrator. The mainframe DBA was God in that world. And even the people who ran the agency had to sort of respect the wishes, let's say, of the mainframe DBA. Because he or she was really the only one who really knew or understood how any of that worked. And it was a precious role. Now march forward 30 or 40 years and we've dramatically changed the landscape. We're using that core way of storing information and processing it in ways that were never imagined when that original thing was designed and architected. And like many other experiences that we've had in life, when you try to repurpose something that wasn't designed for the task, you often run into trouble. Scott characterizes this condition as a sad legacy for information systems. He says the IT community has failed to rethink the design of IT and its security, given changes in institutional goals, the actors and players involved, as well as the overall computing ecosystem. To complicate matters, Scott says managers, those in charge who can affect change, aren't receiving strong signals on the need to make appropriate changes. We looked at what the demand signal was 
And we looked at some of the other mechanisms and we discovered a bunch of gaps. One was we hadn't created the right kind of signals. But across most agencies, and I would say this is true across most private sector experiences I had as well, the CIO organization is evolving from one that simply managed a bunch of back-end stuff that didn't have a lot of visibility to the CEO or the CFO or to the board or to shareholders. Now IT has become the subject of every board meeting, of every audit committee, and everybody's had to get a lot more up to speed on what's going on with the information systems in their enterprise. And many are frustrated and don't know what to do. We've not gotten good as a profession yet in creating the right demand signal around risk and the inherent design and implementation and operation of the information systems that we manage. We've not developed a comprehensive sort of way of communicating that. And so indeed in OPM and other agencies across the federal government, there's not been up till now a comprehensive look at what do I have, how old is it, what are the inherent challenges with that infrastructure and the set of applications, and even most importantly, how suitable are these things for the mission of the organization as its mission has now evolved in modern times. And more and more cases were constrained by the information systems capability in our institutions, not by many other factors. In response, the federal government updated for the first time in a decade its guidance known as Circular A-130 that tells agencies, CIOs, how IT is to be managed. The guidance toughens requirements for CIOs to implement risk management guidance NIST has developed. But another problem Scott identifies that helped facilitate the OPM breach and other cybersecurity challenges agencies face is the way IT is funded in the federal government. In fact, Scott says it's among the root causes of where the government is at in regards to cybersecurity. Congress enacts each year about 7,000 appropriations bills for various programs, and most of those measures contain money earmarked for the IT systems to support those programs. In more cases than not, the amount of money that's in that budget for IT is a maintenance budget. It's enough money to keep going what you've got already. And maybe a little extra money for whatever needed changes may be required because of changes in law or regulation or what have you. And it's kind of a, what did you spend last year kind of a notion. Now if you're the CIO in the agency, let's say you have a really good idea for something that could be done better, what do you have to do? You have to go tin cup the programs that are in your agency. You have to hold out your begging cup and say, here, give me a little money out of your budget to go make these needed upgrades and improvements. And to their credit, some agencies have done that. But the bigger the agency, the more complex it is, the more powerful operating divisions there are in an agency, the harder it becomes to do any of those things because of this tin cupping. And then you throw on top of that continuing resolutions and so on, which essentially act as a bar to anything new that you might want to start for the length of the CR. And what you have is a recipe for high cost, cost overruns, projects that can't be completed or are difficult to start, and the whole litany of things that we all know historically have been true. And indeed, in OPM, we found exactly that. 
We found there and across the federal government, when we looked at it, projects that could have been done in one or two years that were taking 10 years to do because they couldn't put together enough funding in one budget cycle or two budget cycles to do the needed work. And you know what happens in 10 years. Management changes, priorities change, talent changes, all kinds of things change. So any project that's going to take you 10 years to do probably is destined for failure. To address this weakness in funding, the Obama administration earlier this year proposed a $3 billion fund in which agencies would borrow money to upgrade their IT with a dividend of improved security. Efficiencies garnered from the new IT systems would be banked by agencies to pay back the loan. Scott says this is how the private sector works. Still, he says he's hearing resistance to the proposal from some federal agency managers. But we're there to help figure that out. And my private sector experience is repayment is not the hard part. Getting management agreement to capture the savings and make the repayment is the hard part. And so part of our evaluative process for what we're going to approve as successful projects for the ITMF are those that have an ability to execute the management commitment, a good business case, improve cybersecurity, all those kinds of things. But before agencies can borrow money from the Information Technology Modernization Fund, or ITMF, Congress needs to fund the initiative. Scott says he's optimistic that Congress will fund the program this year, either before the election or during the lame duck session. Even without the fund, he says, the federal government is encouraging agencies to consistently modernize their IT systems. And it doesn't mean that everything is going to need to be done through ITMF, but what we're hoping is it can be a momentum starter for changing how we do IT in the federal government. And in A130, there's a second principle that I want to mention that is part and parcel of this ITMF proposal. It's the need for continuous upgrade and continuous improvement, not this episodic only once every 10 or 15 or 20 years uh, kind of model. And so what we're asking CIOs to do and those in charge of information technology in the federal government to do is have a plan for continuous modernization, not the one-time set-it-and-forget-it kind of thing. That's federal CIO Tony Scott speaking at a NIST symposium on trustworthiness. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro, reporting from NIST headquarters in Gaithersburg, Maryland.